pacer test is an aerobic, multi-stage aerobic capacity test that progressively gets more. Oh my goodness. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. I'm just kidding. Welcome back. Welcome back to the DMGT podcast. I am your host, Danny. And today we are not joined by Spencer. Spencer couldn't make this week's recording. Um, which is okay. I mean, we're going to have to fire him at some point. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to fire him. No, I'm just kidding. Seems like the man's got uh, real world jobs. Stuff keeping him tied up. But either way, we're here. Um, because, man, I want to talk about Elden Ring. So we're going to talk about Elden Ring for a bit today. We're going to talk a little bit about my upcoming Horizon Forbidden West review. And this isn't, you know, this isn't the place. This isn't the time nor forum, the place to talk about, uh, uh, let's say, current events, world, current world events. Listen, man. Obviously, that's referencing... Uh, <laughs> the ukrainian situation and, and russia invading them so look i'm not here to to you know basically just f- say some fluffy words that don't really mean anything or do anything for anyone uh again i think um you think about the people there and 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 do what you can if you, if you want to contribute. Um, but, but for you, the individual listener, wherever you may be, focus on things locally. Do start doing things locally. That's, that's what we've been, we've been hitting on recently. Um, go volunteer locally, go do something that has direct impacts to your surrounding area, positive things. And that, that gets contagious and that spreads. And that's something that you can control. So with that being said, however, there are some precautions and some things that, as a tech podcast as well, you should be keeping an eye out for, especially with your accounts and, and, and with potential, uh, the, the, I guess, the, the risks and threats of, of cyber attacks. You should take your cybersecurity very seriously. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about some things there because... Um, there have been some developments with like NVIDIA and, and, and some, some other stuff. So, um, we got, we got a loaded plate today. We got a loaded plate today, but we're going to start off with Horizon Forbidden West and Elden Ring. So these are going to be a little bit tied together. Uh, spoiler warning for, uh, well, actually no, I, I really won't talk about spoilers that much, so you should be okay. Um, but Elden Ring and, and Horizon Forbidden West, it is super unfortunate that Horizon Forbidden West launched the week before Elden Ring because they are they are very, they are different games but they're not right because they're both like RPG like uh open world progression combat focused games and basically Elden Ring does everything except world well i can't even say that that properly it does almost everything better than horizon forbidden west the the tricky part is that elden ring is not quite as accessible and listen anyone that's telling you oh this isn't uh, from software games aren't that hard and this is that they, they require patience and difficulty isn't just about like combat and like quick controls i i considered all of it how how hard is it for me to understand what's going on how hard is it for me to uh, understand context of like different items that are required uh, the, the mechanics and the the actual functions of the game um how hard is it for me to overcome a certain area that, that i'm progressing through and how much does the game actually provide you with context um of what's about to come and and 
I, I will I will stand firm on this ground that From Software Games and Elden Ring does not do a particularly fantastic job of that. They rely on other players uh, leaving helpful messages, which can be a little hit or miss. Usually, it's it, it's been pretty good. Um, but if you're like walking through an area and then you get like ambushed, um, or just suddenly an enemy swoops behind you from an area you just walked by and there was nobody there. That's the type of shit that can happen in that game. And I understand why that is off-putting to a lot of people because it was off-putting to me for a while. So those are all the, like, the different things around difficulty. But really, the, the, I, I think the, the whole point of bringing up Horizon Forbidden West around this is that at least with Elden Ring... For the most, for, for a lot of it, if I die, it's my fault. And the combat is tight enough that movement and, and hitboxes and, and all of those things just feel a little smoother, even if it's not quite as um, like robust as Horizon Forbidden West combat. Uh, I think the more I play Elden Ring and, and center, uh, Spencer, that's center. That's funny. Spencer shares this sentiment. Um, the more we've played Elden Ring, the worse it makes Horizon Forbidden West feel. And I think a lot of it has to do with our expectations going into Horizon Forbidden West. A lot of the like it's still sitting at an 87 on on uh, Metacritic, I believe. Let's let's look it up real quick. Horizon Forbidden West Metacritic, and that's pretty high. I think that's that's. I think that's pretty, it's sitting at an 88, at an 88 Metacritic, an 8.2 user score. I think the 8.2 makes more sense. It's, it's a little bit more in line to, to what I believe it will be. This is, if you want a spoiler, I, I gave it last week, but again, th this is going to get a 3 out of 5 from me uh, on Horizon. And, and so quickly, I'm going to give you quickly... A rundown. I know I'm kind of going on tangents here for a little bit, but it's all going to come together. Trust me, I have a plan. Uh, the way that I rank and the DMG team ranks things and games in particular, we haven't gotten around to doing like albums and and tech. It's really hard to to do it that way. But with games, this is the DMGT's ranking system. We use a five point scale. I don't like ten point because everyone does does six, seven, eight, nine. And, and the occasional tens. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. And why use a 10-point scale if you're not going to use all the numbers? So I'd rather go with the 5-point scale. And, and uh, a 3 out of 5 sounds bad, right? It sounds like a 60% not passing or a 66% not passing, not good enough. Um, that's, not, that's not the way I view it. So for us, 5-point scale, if we're looking at like 1 out of 5, this is like what uh, probably the... Um, the, a good example of a 1 out of 5 would be the, the Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City Trilogy that uh, remake that just got launched, where it's like completely broken. So games that are basically completely broken, practically unplayable, and even uh, difficult to find even a niche appeal to these types of games. Games where I would say straight up, it is not worth your time, even if it was free. Like, not even, don't even, you couldn't pay me to play some of these games. Very rarely, very rarely will games land on a one out of five. But sometimes they do. So that's why that's, that one exists. 
Grand Theft Auto trilogy, at least as it was released, the remaster, would have been one of those one out of five. It was just a disastrous launch. Horrible. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is a great example of mm, it was bordering a one out of five at launch, maybe closer to two. And a two out of five is where I say, I don't recommend this game. It's not for me. Um, it could be a combination of uh, broken gameplay or some things that do impact uh, the, the, your ability to actually play the game as far as bugs go. Or it just doesn't do anything fresh or rewarding. The gameplay loop just doesn't do anything for me. It's not as satisfying. Maybe there is some niche um, uh, uh, there's an, 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 uh, the opportunity for a niche audience to enjoy a game like that or um, it's like I don't think this is worth full price maybe if it's like on discount or if you want to give it a try if it's on like uh, like a free weekend you know has some, some games are starting to do that this is where like Battlefield um, 2042 would land right a, a 2 out of 5 buggy i technically like you can still play the game but it's like incomplete the experience isn't all there some hardcore niche fans will play it regardless but uh, as we've seen or as we're seeing with battlefield 2042 uh, it's already heavily discounted not a, not much much long after launch um revamping the entire game the experience is going to change most likely two out of five is where those games land, okay? And then three out of five, that's when we start getting, like, these are games you should play. These are games I don't have an issue with recommending. These are, three out of five is where the vast majority of video games will land, right? This is good entertainment, popcorn, uh, easy to consume. Um, maybe it does some things really well, and and maybe there's a lot of things that I don't necessarily love, or or there are still some minor issues with it uh, that, that are acceptable. And, and, and you can still enjoy your experience out of a three out of five. But it's mostly, it will mostly land on like, cool, I played this game one time. It was great. I'm probably never going to pick it up again, uh, even though I would recommend someone else to do it. Vast majority of games. Like, how many games do you pick up again over and over and over and over again? Maybe for nostalgia reasons, or if you really like something, you'll come back to it. Uh, but Horizon Forbidden West will land there because, well, let me, before I continue with that, let me continue with the rest of it. So that's three out of five. Vast majority of games, most games released every year over year. Solid, worth your time. Yeah, some people love it. Some people might not love them, but overall functional games that, that the, most people will enjoy. Four out of fives, for me, is now we're entering game of the year type games now we're entering really good games that could make up like a good catalog these are games where i would start considering like oh if i'm like a collector or anything like that like i'd start considering like these higher quality ones quote unquote according to me based on like gameplay is good the story is good the world building and the lore is good um it does some it tries to do something unique or brings a bunch of elements and together that and and does them uh particularly well um very very minor minor issues with these types of games we're talking uh metroid dread from last year we're talking um uh probably like a like a spider-man uh 20 uh the 2018 spider-man we're talking the Last of Us 2, I would say, uh, lands in a, in a 4 out of 5. Um, 
games that are like very like are going to be in consideration for for game of the year. So a lot of like pretty high quality. Ratchet and Clank, I think, is a good one. Uh, actually, no, Ratchet and Clank, I placed in three. I would place three out of five, but still, most games. Uh, this is where like your high quality again, all subjective, entirely subjective. But that's how I consider the four out of five. This is starting to get into harder territory, and usually there's a handful of these per year. Five out of five is almost as rare, maybe not quite, a little bit more frequent, but still very rare uh, compared to like a one out of five. Not many games will land in this category, and five out of fives I exclusively reserve for games that I believe are classics, push the genre forward, do something entirely unique or take ex existing mechanics and existing formulas and does them so well. Basically, the peak of those uh, different formulas will can land you at a 5 out of 5. Even if you're not doing a ton of like super unique things, if you take everything that's already been done and here's the pinnacle, that would be a, a 5 out of 5. So we're talking your Ocarina of Times. So we're talking your Mario... Um, uh, Super Mario Sunshine or 64. Uh, we're talking The Last of Us, uh, Skyrim, um, like some some RPGs and like uh, Chrono Chrono Trigger. Um, off the top of my head, I can't like I'm not really thinking of a, a bunch bunch more right now. Oh, uh, Hades, I think is a really good one. Hollow Knight uh, to to go a little bit more uh, all around. Halo Two, I think lands itself right there you know completely change and revolutionize online play um those are the games that i think are held in that that regard and they don't come very often that's how i rank games so anything from a three and up good i liked it i enjoyed it i recommend it twos twos are like ah not for me niche audience will will, will have fun with it and and one out of five broken don't play this okay so that's how they land Horizon Forbidden West, I think, technically, there are different categories that I could start breaking it out to, but then that gets confusing and start doing, like, aggregate scores, and, and those aren't necessarily um, accurate. Horizon Forbidden West has extensive combat, a, a huge depth of combat, but the actual mechanics of the combat I, I don't think work very well. I don't know if it's uh, damage balancing... Or, or what needs to change there? Collisions are horrible. Like the the way that a Aloy moves around the world is uh, not not good. Generally, not, not good. You're like clipping through walls and clipping through trees, and they're starting to like patch some of this stuff. But the the core like movements and mechanics around it, and and around the three D objects and, and and collision, just is 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 clunky. And and especially for if in a game that's trying to be really fast paced. Um, bunch of options you could set traps set trip wires use an arrow and then switch to an attack to very specific uh weak points in a machine it doesn't work that well because those mechanics around tightness aren't there is, is the tricky part uh i wish they went a little bit more i don't know i look at like a god of war took like like souls like and souls born elements and made it a little bit more accessible that's why i personally really love god of war and i think it's a uh, uh, the the reboot the, the 20 what is it 2018 2017 god of war 2019 2019 and it, and it made it accessible while still giving you uh the option on higher difficulties to really uh, expand your arsenal 
It could be a mushroom. It's basically a mushroom basher at, at, at lower levels, but at higher levels, it feels good. It actually justifies the difficulty and the damage output um, and the combat with now the opened up tools that the game provides you. Horizon Forbidden West feels like, especially in combat, feels like basically all they did is just buff up the health and you're just, you know, jamming arrows at machines because realistically you will not, you cannot melee machines at a higher difficulty. It just doesn't work. You will get stomped right away. But the, uh, the AI aggro just doesn't feel as good. Um, and and it, it just breaks, starts really breaking the experience. As far as the story goes, it's, a, it's improvements over, over Horizon Zero Dawn, but mostly forgettable. There's a bunch of, uh, like, ex, there's so much exposition in a way that uh, I think they tried doing it a little optionally, but it just it doesn't work. Inconsistency with uh, the quality of, like, the, the motion capture and, and, and facial animations. There are sections of this game, where I, where of that game, where I was blown away. I clipped it. It's up on the YouTube channel. Where I'm like, dude, the facial animations and the expressions are so good. And then it, and those are like the in-game, at least on the PS5, they're in uh, real-time uh, generated. And they look amazing. And then you go back to like the dialogue tree stuff, and then it just looks bad. It, it, a lot of it looks bad, a little overly animated. The, it, it just feels clunky, and, and it breaks that immersion experience which again I'm a, I'm a stickler for for immersion and gameplay so those two things now start breaking down and it's like ah i don't i i just can't see this being like oh yeah this is you know one of the playstation the ps5 uh classics um no regret in playing in 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 purchasing this game but i think my expectation going into especially based on a lot of the reviews even from reviewers, other reviewers that I personally trust and usually um, are, am aligned with their reviews, they oversold this game just a little bit. And I think, I don't know if, like, if people felt like they had to because it was a jump from Horizon Zero Dawn, but it's still Horizon Zero Dawn, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's really, that's, that's ultimately all I can put it down to. The world is beautiful. Technically it is a Marvel because the way that it runs on a base PS4 and a PS4 Pro and a PS5 is incredible. Kudos to Guerrilla Games for, for what they accomplished there on the technical side of it, because visually stunning, absolutely stunning. Um, but again, kind of comes back to like, okay, well the graphics can be great, but like the game has to be good as well. Right. Um, the side content is good. The the uh, exploration uh, mostly feels good, but here's where I think maybe I'm getting a little bit uh, burnout from open world games. But I go back to my example of like playing Skyrim, and I've put in hundreds and hundreds of hours into Skyrim over the last ten years. I've talked about this before on the podcast, and I am starting to get a similar feeling playing Elden Ring now 12 hours in. I haven't played it a ton. Like, I'm sure a lot of people have. It's only been out for, for a week or a little less than a week. And I'm already starting to get that feeling like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come back into this game because beca just because the, the way that it handles discovery is, I think, remarkable. It, it's, it's, it rewards you for exploring, for exploration. And I think the tricky part is gamers are now starting to get so accustomed like just tell me where everything is tell me where everything is so i can go do it and i can complete my thing but i'm like you're doing it for the task not so much 
for for the actual enjoyment and for the for the fun of it, right? Horizon Forbidden West still has some elements, but oh my god, the first time you open that map, it is just over sensory overload over with with information. It starts to feel like work. Like oh my god, there's so much shit to do, which is great. There's a ton of content in the game. You're gonna you're gonna well worth every penny uh, in general. Generally, like you you won't be able you. You can't say that there isn't content to Horizon Forbidden West, uh, but it's so much. It's like it's like oh, okay, cool. You're kind of taking a little bit of the exploration away from me because now I'm like oh, I'm gonna go to that thing because I know that it's there. And now it's like a very tasky, very like oh, now I have to do this job. I have to complete this thing. Whereas Elden Ring, the way it handles um, the the world and the map, is very exploration driven. Like hey, yeah, I don't know. Go this. Go find a map fragment for this area. Otherwise, you're kind of just stumbling around, which some players might not enjoy because they may see that as a lack of direction. I see that as flexibility to discover at my own pace, and it feels super rewarding to like, oh, what's this thing over here? I don't know. Should I go in? Do I feel confident enough with? the abilities and the flasks that i have right now uh, available to me let's let's try it out combat if you if you happen to stumble upon an area where enemies are very strong because they do uh it's it's not uh scaled to the player it's it's very set um difficult uh difficulty in the sense of like the way that uh, enemies level up but in theory you could get so good at this game similar i, I hate again we hate bringing up uh, Breath of the Wild. But similarly, you can go and, like, if you get very good enough with the mechanics and understand, like, um, attack patterns and things like that, you could very much beat this game at a, at a relatively low level. You don't have to level up. You don't have to increase your, your attributes. And I think that when a game can do that successfully, it is, it is extremely impressive. And Elden Ring is doing that for me. And that's kind of what I was hoping that Horizon Forbidden West would do to some degree. Horizon Forbidden West locks so much of its combat to progression on the story. Elden Ring does it a little bit, but you can pretty much quickly get in and out. And like there within the first two hours, you have basically as much of an arsenal as you need. You go discover different spells and different weapons, things like that. But if you're like going with like a normal sword and shield, you basically have it. You this is it. This is what you can do as a player. Maybe they the game gives you like summons and different things to make it easier, especially for newer players, and that's how it's a little bit more accessible than they have been in the past. But you can just go and do it. Alright, cool. I mastered the mechanics of my player with this sword, and I can just go for it. Dodge, attack, dodge, attack, dodge, attack is basically what it comes down to. It's a little bit slower paced, but it's a lot more deliberate and it's a lot more grounded in its experience. And I think Horizon Forbidden West then becomes forgotten a little bit. And, and when you basically, you have to put it up, right? You have to, you, I hate when people go like Apple Store, you can compare whatever the hell you want. It could be a stupid comparison, but you can still compare it. Horizon Forbidden West is always going to be compared to Elden Ring just the way that Horizon Zero Dawn was compared to Breath of the Wild. And because of that, its flaws become much more magnified. 
and it cannot be a four out of five. It's so close. It is so close. I wanted to. I really wanted to give Horizon Forbidden West a four out of five rating, and I'm going to go a little bit more. It's easier if I have like the video going and we got the examples and I have it scripted out. Uh, I got my thoughts written down. It's just not not quite there. It gets in its own way, unfortunately. It could maybe it could have like a trajectory of like a Witcher three, where they overhaul some some of the uh, the mechanics and, and and the gameplay and make it much tighter and like it could kind of tweak its way back up over time. But generally, I'm like eh, it's just this was being positioned as a jump from. A lot of, and I saw a lot of, a lot of reviewers do this, a jump from like Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed 2. And I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. It, it plays very much the same, very much the same. Um, luckily for me, I still very much enjoyed it because the gameplay and the world lore and the way that they leaned in much more heavily into the sci-fi, um, I think was super cool. Once once you once you get sci-fi involved and like space stuff involved for me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. I'm in, I'm into it. I'm into it. It could be really dumb, but whatever. This is entertaining for me because I love. That's like my uh, my personal bias in game and preference in games or, or in general fictional content. I love it. Love that stuff. Even non-fictional space stuff. I love consuming in general. So. So that's where it's like, it's still, it's a very good, it's, it's a very, it can be an enjoyable game. Spencer, on the other hand, hates it at this point. I, I, he, if you ask him, this is a solid two out of five. Like he's, it's not good for him. It's just not good at all. For me, I still think it's a three out of five. It has a potential four out of five at lower difficulties. Suddenly gameplay starts opening up more. So I would recommend you playing at a lower difficulty um, just because it makes more sense. Combat makes more sense hitting weak points actually work and do damage you have time to actually set up traps and like it the, the combat suddenly way opens up at a at a at a lower difficulty which which to me means that the scaling is just a problem with damage scaling and output it's unbalanced and that's what i mean it gets in its own way and then on the flip side elden ring if you stumble upon, uh, across a boss that you're underleveled for, you can technically beat your head against the wall and try it over and over and over and over again until you get it. But you can walk away, go somewhere else, level up a little bit, get your damage output a little bit better, and then, and then you have a little bit more flexibility to, to your own mistakes. But generally, it's rewarding in a way that says, if you die, it's your own fault. At least with the bosses. There are some sections of the game that are still a little bullshit. A random enemy will come out from the side. But it's all about expectations, you know? Understanding that, that Elden Ring and, and From Software games have a tendency to do that. But overall, I'm like, I was much more afraid of this game than initially I thought. And maybe that's why I'm enjoying it so much more. Because my learning curve hasn't been as steep as I thought it was going to be. It has been a little bit more than games in the past and i think that's part of the appeal because it's it's like a new experience for me uh in general but i'm like oh this isn't this isn't as bad as i thought it would be it's not as like a fast as like a returnal or a ratchet and clank or a hades or a hollow knight the combat isn't like that quick 
but it but it's tight. It's difficult for me to to elaborate on that without like video examples. Um, but it, it's still very tight. Player movement is tight. It, you're it, like Aloy will if you dodge it like rolls and then you kind of lose control of her because the the way that the 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 model turns around like she does like a little Yui turn to come back around, which you know could add to like some of the realism, I guess. But I'm like, nah, man, it's a it's a freaking video game, dude. Just like let me come in and out and and move where I tell you to move when I tell you to move it. And Elden Ring does that a little bit better. And the discovery I'm having with this game is unreal. Like the way that 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 I'm like learning new things about this game and the mechanics and the way that it's handling the open world. I understand why some people are calling this like an instant classic. Because it's probably still too early. But right now it's on pace to be a 5 out of 5. Right now for sure this is on pace to be one of the best video games of all time and potentially the peak of handling an open world as far as like discovery and accessibility of, of places. You get soft locked into certain areas like into the opening area basically. Um and I kind of like the way that they, they did that because there's a ton of exploration that you can still do, a, a ton of things that you can discover. Um, but but I'm like finding myself like, oh, texting Spencer, texting my brother and saying, hey, here, I found this thing at this area. Oh, shoot. I found this other thing at this area. Oh, you're a different build than me. You can you you'll find some use out of this item. I won't because I'm running an arcane mage build and you're running a big sword guy and somebody else might be going like with a vagabond or a little bit more stealthy or a little bit more agile and that is cool it lends itself to multiple playthroughs i i mean i know i know uh, a couple of uh of folks that are like yeah i'm already i'm like a second or third character because i i don't know which one i should commit to but they're doing it again because it feels like oh i want to try out the other one i want to try out this this other thing and it feels good. I think the way that they're handling multiplayer is also great. Oh my god. That's <laughs> now now that I bring that up. Why doesn't Horizon have multiplayer? They they give you these throughout the game. They give you meet characters and they become a part of like your little team and they they all just basically stay back at your base. Like, yeah, Aloy, we're going to help you. Why well, wouldn't be part of your journey? She just says, okay, sounds good. And then they just stay in the base. A few missions allow you, allow them to come with you. But I don't know why they didn't add like a, like, like a companion system. Skyrim handled that better way back in the day. So it's like complaints like that. And then, and then here you have Elden Ring. That's like, oh yeah, you can make a single player game multiplayer to some degree without it being like exclusively PV PvP. The way they handle co-op, I think, is amazing. You can just decide to, like, help someone with the boss. Or you can decide to help just, like, run around in the open world with someone in that case. I think they handle that super well. They, uh, they offer you um, alternatives if you are, like, a single player that maybe doesn't have friends playing this game. Or you don't have access to online. You still have avenues to play this game. There are 
game design decisions that I don't necessarily agree with, but they don't necessarily break the experience too much. Uh, for example, not being able to pause. I think not being able to pause is is just ridiculous. Like, I understand, like, it's a specific game thing. Like, yeah, but but does it have to be, though? This, is, this isn't, there's no real reason for this. You know, like, if, if, you know, if I have to take a leak, or if somebody's at the door, or, you know, something happens out of my control, and I need to, like, step away for two minutes, if I'm in the middle of a boss, basically the game's tough shit, you, you're gonna die now. That's, that's basically what the, what the game does. And I don't love that. So it's like a thing that's like, okay, there's really, like, I've kind of heard and I've read reasoning on Twitter, like, why they do that. But I'm like, yeah, these are all bullshit. These are, this is just for the quote-unquote vision. But I'm like, it doesn't really do anything to the experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just because someone decided this arbitrarily. What's his name? The the, the From Software uh, creator. It's just like an arbitrary decision. Doesn't really... It's not real. I wouldn't call that a game design element. So there, there are still some things like that that I don't necessarily agree with. But overall, the experience is phenomenal. There are frame rate issues. The recent patch apparently is just crashing the game more frequently than before. So Elden Ring does not get a pass on those those things. I think there has been a little bit of a. Uh, like cult following to these types of games where like you cannot say anything critical about these games otherwise you get like the oh my god the moment someone says has even a minor complaint and it legitimate or not the the way that some fans come in like ah you're just stupid or get good it's like okay well relax this is a real complaint and then on the other hand some play some People are like, I don't understand what people are talking about. This community, the community has been great. I'm like, no, no, no. If you if you bring something up negative about the game, you instantly people come for your throat. And I think overall, again, this is going to be a five of a five. But people just acknowledge some of those things. I think Alana Pierce did a great job of basically going against the grain a little bit. Um, in in one of her tweets, because a lot of the a lot of the conversation, a lot of the sentiments around this game has been, oh, this is the most accessible. This is going to be a good one for you to hop into if you've never played a Souls game. Um, and basically, she came in and said, actually, um, this is a little bit of a misconception. If you don't like Souls games or you haven't liked them in the past, this is going to be a struggle for you to get into. And I don't, and I and I agree with that. Uh, first of all, I think I think that's true. Like your expectations need to be set before then, and I think that's a tricky thing to ask of gamers for a game that is very hyped up to say, "Hey, hey, hey, we need you to think about what you find um, engaging and what you find satisfying in the gameplay loop." For a casual gamer that just like, "Oh, I just like playing video games because they're fun." And and that's the extent of what they think about that stuff. And maybe we have some of those listeners here. Maybe we don't. I'm guessing you probably don't if you're listening to a video game podcast. But just in case, that, that experience and that person's opinions are just as valid as anyone else's. So keeping that in mind, and that's like that's a legitimate thing that these games have as far as like a barrier of entry. Even even me who. Um, understands gameplay design and, and, and mechanics a little bit more, more than the average person. 
I'm like going through this game. I'm like, what the heck? What the heck is all this crafting stuff? What are these things for? Like, there's hardly any explanation to anything at all, period. Which has been cool for exploration, but I don't know if it's like as helpful for like, um, like game mechanics that will help you throughout the game, right? Like using the runes, the golden runes that you have to expand your own runes to increase your 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 attributes or to to level up at that uh, at sites of grace. Also using those to like purchase things. I I personally I think I love that. That's a great mechanic to to use the same uh currency basically for um your your attribute increases and level ups and purchasing things in game for through merchants i think that's a great that works awesome for me i'm uh, no complaints there but then like using those like oh do i sell them or do i use them i didn't know you could use you could just straight up use them or i didn't know that you have to go back to like the the second or third um a site of grace when you first entered the open world after you've met um melina or whatever in and somewhere else and then you got to come back but specifically at night and then that person gives you bells and then you can use them to summon but like you have to use like the ashes ashes of war summoning things or you have to have the item for that like it's very um obtuse in that sense and it's just like that if we want to talk about like accessibility, I think we should. And like that's the type of shit, you know. That's the type of things that like, come on, you you can you can give me a little bit more than that, you know. You you can give me a little bit more than that because right now it's heavily relied on the community and even knowing what to ask in the first place. So those are legitimate things that that I think can be brought up, should be brought up, um, and 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 gamers should acknowledge especially from software like hardcore fans like hey man this is it's okay it's okay your game's not terrible because it didn't tell it didn't tell me how i could use these summonings but if this is why someone doesn't like it this is a this is a super valid reason because how much more of this is this game gonna do and more i'm already of the expectation it's gonna do it all the way through i have to like a lot of there are some people like yeah keep a journal on the side like are you shitting me keep a journal Write things down on the side. I'm playing a game that I'm just trying to have fun with. Like, come on. All right. Like, we, we, can, we can come up with some, you know, more innovative, easier, way, easier, more accessible ways of doing that. Like, come on. Really? I get that that's part of the experience, but I don't understand, like, you know, explaining some of the mechanics in, in the game as you discover it, how that would break immersion in a game about fighting giant freaking deformed monsters that can one or two shot you like, okay, like we can, we can work on some of that stuff. But overall, despite all of that, it is a like, if you, if you aren't used to playing like a game that requires you to learn Mechan uh, learn uh, patterns. Learn, especially in games like this, like like you need to learn enemy patterns and attack patterns and movement and when to attack and when to when to fall back. You probably won't enjoy this game. Whereas, like a God of War has taken some elements of it, or a lot of games have taken elements from Soulsborne games, um, 
but but for the most part they let you you know what you just want to go crazy on on these characters you can and you can do it and you have health and you're going to find health items and people are going to drop health items for you and you're going to keep it going as long as you know you don't take too many hits whereas in Elden Ring it's like yeah you can take two or uh, two or three maybe four depending on the enemies and that's it you run out of flasks tough shit it's it's done you're done but it's a very rewarding experience once you get through that. So that's why I'm like struggling to say I highly recommend this for everyone. I understand where it's coming, where where the classic claims and and praises is it, it, where that's coming from as well. Um, which which you can have the the discussion of like, can this really be like one of the greatest games of all time if it's not accessible? Ah, uh, I don't know. That's a tricky one for me. That is a tricky one for me. I think they should increase accessibility, things like that. But uh, I mean, there there are games in the past that we still hold as uh, in, in high regards that never even considered accessibility. Now they do. Now there are options. Like if you're playing Ocarina of Time now and you're doing that through an emulator or anything like that. Now there are uh, like controllers and and different things that make it a little bit more accessible. Games like Super Mario. When you couldn't even save at all. Like, you think about, like, how for granted we take, like, the save. You know, like a save file. Games are passing and do that. And some of them we consider very good still. So it's like, it's tricky. I, I, think, I think there are a lot of pieces of this game that would not break the immersion and the experience if you gave play, players the, the accessibility options. Is all I'm saying. Otherwise, phenomenal game. Amazing game. I love this game. I can, right now, I only think about playing this game. And it's crazy because I have enjoyed watching other people play these types of games in the past, but it never really like clicked for me before. Again, I only played Dark Souls 1 and I only played that for a couple of hours. And I was like, yeah, nope, nope, not for me. And now this one, this one's just doing it. So like, I think we're going to consider you know, going back and doing like a series. Maybe we'll like upload the gameplay on YouTube or something. Um, just going back and saying, all right, you know what? We loved Elden Ring. We're loving Elden Ring. We're going to go back and do a series of Spencer and I playing uh, the old From Software games. I think that would be fun. My worry is that like some, the, the, some of the mechanics in those games are just not going to work for us. Just like, you know, sometimes you go back and play an old game like, ooh, this hasn't aged super well and I actually don't enjoy this anymore because uh, gameplay development and, and game design has progressed forward and gotten better. And we're still grateful for these games that kind of pushed it forward at the time, but sometimes they just don't age as well. That's what I'm worried about. I think it would be an entertaining thing regardless to try it, so I think we're going we're gonna to do that. Um, I think just off, just off uh, the top of my head, I think Sekiro is probably going to be the... Uh, the one that feels better. The rest of it might be a little bit too clunky for our taste, but we'll see. I think that'll, that'll be fun. Um, otherwise, you know, if you're looking for a challenge, and again, as long as you're going in with the expectation that this is going to be a challenge, you're going to have to come out of your comfort zone a bit and give this a, a real try. Like that means That means you're going to have to spend some time learning the mechanics of the game. It is very rewarding. It is extremely rewarding extremely rewarding and then if it doesn't click for you that's okay it didn't click for you but i do think it's worth the try 
there was always going to be that risk for me, at least for both of us. That we went into this game and it just wasn't going to click. And then we were like, damn, that sucks. We because it's you know, it's it's not it's not always super fun to be like, damn, everyone loves this thing. And I don't. I wish I did because everyone looks like they're having a good time with it. The people that do. That's not always a good feeling. And there was that risk. But hey, we're here and it's freaking awesome, dude. Elden Ring is incredible. Incredible. The lore is uh, weird and obtuse and I don't get it at all. It, it's not doing, like, I don't even understand what George R.R. Martin did with the story because it doesn't provide you almost any of it. But you kind of gather enough of it through the gameplay to some degree, which I think is a good thing. I think Hollow Knight did that very well. Probably a little bit better. But, but overall, all of the pieces are working. Working for me. It's great. I'm excited to get back into it. And like, after I beat it, going back and doing different runs, I'm, yeah, I'm already envisioning it. I'm going to play this game like I did Skyrim. And that's, that's impressive. That is super impressive. Quick, quick roundup before we move over to tech stuff. Uh, <laughs> they just released Pokemon announced uh, Gen 9 is coming this year. And we got the three new starters. We, we, they revealed what those three starters look like. And this might be their best i think this might be my favorite uh, starting uh three group since maybe since like gen three this is a really good starting uh a starter group a starter three the duck is amazing fue coco the crocodile fire thing looks like it's gonna be i don't know what it's gonna be and then the uh, the weed cat <laughs> people are calling it the weed cat it's so funny the grass cat type um Look, man, I think uh, they look great. I think in general, I need a break from Pokemon. Oh, my God. It, we, we got uh, BDSP, uh, Brilliant Diamond, uh, Shining Pearl, in what? November, December? And then immediately afterwards, got Pokemon Legends Arceus. And now we're getting Gen 9 at the end of this year. I, like, I haven't even beat either of those games because it just came back to, back to back. And I think I got overloaded. And then I moved on to these other stuff. That's why I haven't done the uh, Pokemon Arceus review. I, I actually haven't beaten it, beaten it. Um, and it, it's just not going to happen. At this point, I'm not going to do a review for it um, because it's not going to happen uh, because I'm gonna, I am gonna beat Horizon Forbidden West. And I'm sorry, I'm going to focus on Elden Ring for now. And I still, I still am playing Final Fantasy XIV online. So, oh my goodness. There's just a lot of games in February. I'm glad we're getting a little bit of a break here before uh, Kirby comes out at the end of this month. And even then, I'm, I'm like, I might be, uh, I might be overloaded on on open world games for a bit. So I don't even know when I'm going to pick that one up. Um, and then, and then, and then at some point I'll come back to it because I still want to play Destiny. I still want to get the Destiny expansion. I know not not a lot of people play that, but. Um, I still believe that the gunplay in that game is one of the best in the industry right now. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, Pokemon Overload, it's coming this year. I think there are some rumors going around that, that they're making it happen this year because Breath of the Wild 2 is getting pushed back potentially. Though at least that's the rumor going around. Listen, if you if you thought Breath of the Wild 2 was actually dropping this year, what what I want I want whatever you're smoking, because there was no shot. There was never any shot. I think that it's going to happen this year. 
this is complete speculation on my end, but I'm like, I don't think, I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. We would have gotten a little bit more than we have gotten so far. Like at least with, I, I'm still not even sure God of War Ragnarok is happening this year, but at least for that one, we have like a solid few minutes of gameplay footage and what the story is going to be like. We have content around that game. Breath of the Wild too, what, you've gotten like two, two teasers for it? Barely any gameplay? Like two seconds of gameplay through like the Nintendo Direct Clips? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, but that's where we are there. And then, what was the last thing I was about to say? I don't know. We were, we were overloaded on, on Pokemon games in general. Okay, so let's talk about um, cybersecurity and, and how uh sanctions on russia and things like that are are impacting you as a as just like a person with tech um there were some reports and nvidia has confirmed this that that basically some russian actors have uh leaked some data or have re- have basically hacked into some data around uh nvidia they haven't said specifically what has been uh, compromised or anything like that um i have a feeling it has to do with maybe some crypto stuff who knows all speculation at, at some point but really the point being is that you as a as a person online should should be wary of th- these types of things so like change your passwords make sure you have your two uh two-factor authentication on uh for a lot of this stuff especially especially as other companies and and gaming companies and and social media companies start restricting access from russia their technology is technology and there are ways to get around it you can use a vpn you can do different things um, to access content from other parts of the world so you should be uh con- not concerned necessarily you should be a little like just keep that in mind right like keep that in mind change your passwords uh particularly i would say particularly change your passwords on anything uh money related so like make sure you're not reusing any passwords on like your bank accounts or your crypto accounts or your venmo accounts or anything that that you have money or touches your money change the passwords and have them all be unique change your password on your password manager probably is a good idea Maybe on some of those super sensitive accounts, don't even use, uh, don't even put the passwords into that password manager. Have them uh, documented elsewhere uh, securely in your home uh, where you're not necessarily always carrying around. It's a pain in the butt, but you know what would be a bigger pain in the butt? You lost all your money. So uh, just do that. I, I would recommend you doing that, particularly now. It's always been an issue. It's always been an issue with malicious actors in the past. Um, but I think, I think as things get exasperated now, or as things are exasperated now, you should just be considerate of those things. I think we're, we're already seeing people like, if you look at like Reddit forums and this, and, and, and other like Twitter, and I don't know, I'm not on Facebook, so I don't know what people are doing there, but you should, there are already reports of like people trying to log in from like Russian locations. So like, just keep an eye out for that. Like, and this isn't to say like, oh, it's all Russian people or anything like that. But like, there are malicious actors out there. So just update your shit. You know, update your passwords. Change your change your stuff. Do a factor. If you, if you really want to get hardcore, like super hardcore, go get a um, 
a physical uh two two factor key like they have the usb keys where you can only log in if you have your physical usb plugged into the machine you're trying to log in from that's that's a little extreme but i don't know is it too extreme when you're talking about your money and your livelihood stuff like maybe just do that and then like for gaming stuff change your passwords too you don't want to lose all your progress for your for any of your characters and any of your accounts or or even worse like get it banned permanently or anything like that like that would suck so just keep that in mind it is uh it, it seems silly to be talking about this stuff when like unfortunately like there's like a very real war going on and and this this seems insignificant but at the same time you can control what you can control, and this is something you can control. So change all of that. Protect yourself a little bit, and you'll be all right. And then go back to doing uh, things locally. Again, locally. This is a stupid video game and tech podcast. And we haven't talked about music. You know what? I was just thinking the other day. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we don't have a ton of like high-profile music drops. That, that I've been keeping an eye out for because there's I just wouldn't have the time to to keep track of everything with like all the game stuff that that we've dropped. And then we have an Apple event next week. We have an Apple event next week. We're probably getting the M2 chips potentially. I don't know. We'll see. These these early early year Apple events I'm usually not super interested in because it's usually like an iPhone SE or like an update to a Mac and I already have the new a uh, new MacBook Pro or it's like marginal updates. Usually you don't get like the huge ones until later in the year or until the iPad event. Maybe usually those are like in the spring, uh, but it's already March. It's already March. So uh, that that's coming either way. A lot of content to to sift through and go through. And even though gaming was intense in February. We, we, we got a little break, a little bit of a break on, on the other on the other parts of it. So. That's that's this week's episode. Again, not not too crazy on the uh, cybersecurity stuff. Again, just up to your passwords. Don't reuse don't reuse passwords. Use unique passwords, and uh, turn on dual factor authentication. Okay, people, come on. This is it's 2022. Like, if your Twitter accounts get lost, I know some people are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, sure. But like, your money, like, take care of your money. You know, <laughs> like that's that's a real one. You care about that one, so um, just be wary. Be careful with links that you click in your emails. I know people are like, oh, nobody falls for email stuff. But yes, they do. Yes, they do. That's why they still happen. That's why they still happen because they still work on people. Careful, like, with everything you read, as always. But in general, like, NVIDIA has verified that, you know, some accounts stuff and account information has been breached. So update your shit and you're good to go for now. Get in the habit of doing that. Okay, bye.